Hi, I'm your host, Susan Nay. Welcome to the podcast series, HR Inside Out. It's a series designed to help you demystify HR and the human resource processes. We're going to talk about people management and get the goods on and see how all this stuff works. You're going to hear from everyday heroes and get their perspectives as we touch on a wide variety of topics, topics that impact us in our work and in our work environments. You'll find nuggets for your treasure chest of learning. Hopefully you'll discover insights for your personal and your professional growth. I'm glad you're here. I suspect it's because you want to be the very best version of yourself, your personal best, and that you get understanding these systems and processes will help you on your journey, on your path. You ready to dare to soar? Want to join me at flight school? Let's do this. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, welcome to the podcast series, HR Inside Out, demystifying HR and people management. I'm your host, Susan Nay. We're going to talk about the importance of fun and play in our workplaces today. I believe that these would help with the engagement or the disengagement dilemma that we're currently experiencing and create a much needed spark in many of our organizations. I'm not going to bore you with the statistics on the importance of this. I'd just be telling you the obvious. When I reflect back over my years, the employment at the various organizations that I've worked within, what I've cherished the most, the memories that bring a lovely feeling of warmth within me, are the moments of fun. Although I've worked hard and it wasn't always easy, the times of play and laughter that I continue to cherish. Now, given that most of my career has been in the public sector, expenditure of public funds and play activities was certainly questioned. So the working towards attainment of exotic prizes or retreats at expensive spas wasn't ever going to be part of anything that I could consider. The stuff that private sector firms are renowned for wasn't going to be doable. So this fueled the creativity button. What could we do to bring fun and play to work without much cost? And for our listeners working for nonprofits, for those of you working for small companies, and for you entrepreneurs, hopefully you'll get some ideas that might work for you too. Let's start. Once upon a time, in a land far away, Burnaby, British Columbia to be precise, I took a course in the art of Japanese fish printing called Gayutaku. Now, Gayutaku is a traditional Japanese method of printing fish. It's a practice that dates back actually to the mid 1800s. The form of nature printing was actually used by fishermen to record their catches, but it's become an art form of its own. And so the, the Gayutaku method of printmaking uses fish, sea creatures, or similar subjects as its printing plates. 
I never foresaw that my sharing with the HR team of this latest course that I was enjoying would actually result in one of the best team building gigs that I'd experienced throughout my career. You see, those fresh fish printed onto aprons, t-shirts, cotton bags, and kitchen towels not only made creative handcrafted gifts, it was something an entire family could get involved in. So one Saturday, you would have been able to find me down in the east end of Vancouver, purchasing red snapper, crabs, and other things that I could get my hands on, and then delivering them with the paint and the virgin cloth to my HR colleagues and their families. We'd set up tables in the hallway outside the HR office, and oh, what gifts were created that day. Many decades now, much later, those kids and their parents still talk about the fun that we had and how their creations were enjoyed so many years later. And I'm still known to some of those kids as the fish lady. <laughs> so I now take you to a United Way campaign. It was a fundraiser. And positioned on the second floor, wherever you could find a millimeter of space, with your hand-folded best version of a paper plane, you aimed towards the middle of the foyer, the floor below, hoping that yours would be the closest to the target. Now, I can't have, I have no recollection of what the prize was, but I do remember the laughter and the fun that we all had. Let's move to another fundraiser, a corporate challenge, and the senior leadership team saying yes to dressing up and running in a community-organized relay. I found a picture of us the other day. We'd spray-painted white paper coveralls brown, and once we were in, we filled the rest of the space in those coveralls with balloons. I can't remember what we were supposed to look like or be, but we looked ridiculous. We didn't win the relay. What we did win was the bonding and the benefits of pulling together as a team. We see this in the corporate teams that are participating in fundraising runs. They're there because they want to be. They're doing something really great together. And similarly, I hear of these same experiences from friends who participate in corporate softball teams and ice hockey leagues. Remember the, those times? And we remember fondly the people that we played with through these. The formal leader at the District of West Vancouver, the CAO, really championed this stuff. He was the first to don a costume at Halloween. Typically very serious, he allowed the other side of who he was to be seen, every once in a while anyway, to those he led. It kept him human. I've watched the competition encouraged between departments to win a coveted best decorated department prize at Halloween, all of which contributed to a work environment that helped balance the seriousness of the work we were responsible for 
and at times the difficult decisions that needed to be made. More examples. I've been allowed to wear my slippers to work with a contribution to a fundraiser. And it was with huge gratitude when I was asked to develop a policy around casual Fridays. At the city of Parksville, I, I asked why there was a pickle jar with slips of paper in it, prominently displayed in the administration area. I learned of their pickle award program where staff are encouraged to acknowledge other staff going above and beyond the call of duty. They're the ones often seeing these feats. They're also therefore the ones best positioned to honor one another. The gift wasn't of much monetary value. It was the being recognized and celebrated that was of significance. Fun and play have included as part of the city of North Vancouver's charitable giving campaign for a donation being able to gear up as a firefighter, including wearing the oxygen pack. You have no idea how heavy that gear is. I can't imagine walking, let alone climbing stairs or fighting fires while wearing everything. Similarly, for a donation, I was able to be harnessed and stand in the bucket of a fully extended fire ladder. I also got to learn how to use a fire hose and a fire extinguisher. All of this increased my respect and understanding of the wonderful work that our fire teams do. And those firefighters, you could tell they just loved the opportunity to meet and to share a little bit more about the work they do with other staff of the city. With each of these examples, we got creative. And as a result, we made a positive difference in so many ways, including huge appreciation from the nonprofits who were benefiting from the, the funds that we were able to raise for them. There's also the stuff enjoyed in the after work hours. I remember karaoke with a team at a local pub and being introduced to the art of curling as a holiday season team get together. It's a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> I recall walking clubs and losing weight together through corporate competitions and then bringing support organizations like Weight Watchers in. So could, we could all be losers together. And then there's the potluck lunches. When I was at BCIT, the HR team would make scrumptious bag lunches and then auction them off to the highest bidder as a fundraiser for a good cause. Volunteer work, volunteering for community events. I'm reminded of the Harmony Arts Festival in West Vancouver. I got to know members of the community as well as colleagues from other departments who were also volunteering. I also got to meet some of the entertainment, such as Sherry Elric and her dog, another lovely memory. I remember the wear a hat day organized by a finance team to show support for a new employee in their department who just discovered that she had cancer and was losing her hair from the chemo. There were many dozens of people who wore a hat to work that day in support of her and her struggle.
and laughter. I danced with our corporate lawyer at a professional association conference. It ended up being the chicken dance. From that point onwards, our flapping of wings at our arms became a common greeting and a whole different feeling of connection. Play and fun. Fresh flowers brought into the office to bring the outside in and share the beauty of colors, their colors with others. A whiteboard gracing office walls with the, for the inscription of the affirmations, clean jokes, cartoons, and motivational messages. Lunch and learns introducing laughter, laughter yoga and other stress reduction subjects. Bringing in speakers on the, the benefits of humor and play. A photo booth with fun hats and accessories to bring a smile to tired faces. Fortune cookies delivered to all employees with a message of gratitude for their valued services on a little slip of paper contained inside. How about a massage practitioner hired to provide neck massages to those interested in investing both their break time and money in a quick pick-me-up or as a gift to a colleague? An ice cream sundae cart appearing on a hot summer's day or a success bell rung by teammates to acknowledge goals completed and milestones reached. And then there's the simple act of encouraging employees to be able to personalize their workplaces. It's interesting at one organization I worked at, the move to an open office space was coupled with a decision to disallow personalization of those workplaces. I can't tell you how both combined to completely devastate those employees' engagement with the employer. A good move. There's always the option of compromise, and I really hope that's been found over the years. And then there's the celebrating of birthdays and other special days with cake. I'm reminded of the gift from the HR team at Westbound who completely surprised me on my 50th with a Hawaiian-themed celebration of my milestone, including a faked direction to go and see my boss pronto so that they could complete the decorations in my absence. Wow. Have you ever watched airline stewards having fun while doing the mandatory safety practices? What a difference to that air travel experience. It is all about the how. I suspect most of you answered no, well, on one flight, this was different. And it might have been a carrier actually known for encouraging fun, Southwest Airlines. As a result, we actually all paid attention while they ensured that we, their passengers, were walked through the how to put on a life jacket where the emergency exits were. You know the drill. Have you ever carved a pumpkin at work? No, I got so darn busy, I got to a point where I forgot to make the time for these kinds of activities. I certainly marveled at what others created. I myself had become disengaged and stopped putting in the effort to have fun. It wasn't the highlight of my leadership years. I'd become my own worst enemy. Incorporating play and fun takes effort, but it is worth it. 
At a recent training session, I played Pharrell Williams' song, Happy, after the group had returned from a break. We all danced. It's impossible to not dance to that song. Music. Uplifting. I'm reminded of the buzzer sold by Staples Stationery that announces, that was easy. I remember a woman I met at a class on creativity and her sharing that she would blow soap bubbles to her team as the week came to a close at the end of the day on a Friday. Wishing them all a dreamy weekend. I remembered at the time wishing that I had such a boss. At one point in my career, I actually attended a session about the benefits of laughter. I watched while the presenters handed out toys to the participants. I observed discomfort from most. We were such a serious lot. We didn't see play as appropriate. We think the toys are for children and don't appropriately partner with work, yet they need to. We wouldn't be seeing companies like Electronic Arts building soccer fields for their employees to use during downtimes and bringing in game tables if there wasn't a good reason for it. My girlfriend's company has a quiet room for individuals wishing just that. My stepdaughter's most recent corporate retreat added boots to the must-bring list. Part of their time together was spent romping through a vineyard in the province's interior before enjoying a luscious dinner with wine pairings, of course. And yes, there were lessons in all that was scheduled. There usually are, because we learn through play. We build bonds through play. And having fun simply comes with the territory. And yes, those last two examples are from the private sector. It's a sector responsible to its shareholders for ensuring financial success and the payout of dividends. Incorporating play and fun would not be part of their work cultures if it had not been proven to be beneficial for assisting positively to ensure that financial success. How about arranging a show and tell at your next staff meeting? Learn about what your team's kids are up to. It was with much surprise and many looks to be sure that she was who I thought she was that I learned an organization's environmental specialist was also a brilliant cellist. Add a miniature sandbox to the stuff you keep on your desk. Encourage people to play while they were there with you. Add a treasure or two. For the boomers, remember the pennies your mom used to bake into your birthday cakes? Okay, maybe it was just my mom. And yes, they were wrapped in wax paper. Play. Providing laughter and a yes to wanting to be where you are currently working. Wanting to contribute gathering treasured memories, the good ones, and experiencing a feeling of belonging that no one can take away from you. Fun, feeling understood and needed. Fun is an acronym. Put your own meaning to it. We need more and the experience makes a huge positive difference. And most cost absolutely nothing. Start with a smile. It's a much better use of those facial muscles. And they're contagious, just like the yawns behind those COVID masks that we are unfortunately still wearing. What are you going to do today to invoke play and fun in your life? And what about the lives of those that you engage with on a daily basis?
those work colleagues of yours. Will it be you who blows soap bubbles at your colleagues at the end of the days of your work weeks? Why not? I have loved playing with each of you today. I hope I've left you with some ideas to consider. Those memories are what we cherish. They are our rocking chair musings when our days of working become faint memories. You're encouraged to help make them good ones. Be the leader and start something new where you work. It is part of daring to soar. And you guessed it, I believe you can. According to Oliver Wendell Holmes, we don't quit playing because we grow older. We grow older because we quit playing. That's it for today. Thank you for joining me. Have a great one, everybody. Hope to see you next week. Susan signing out. Well, we've reached our destination for today. Time to lower those wheels and prepare for landing. Thank you for joining me. If I said something that resonated with you, please subscribe to the podcast and to share it with others. It would be awesome if you also took the time to provide a review, whatever your favorite social media sites are. If you have a question or an area that you hope I'll cover in a future session, please send me a note either to my website, www.effectingchangefromwithin.com or to my email, susangenay at gmail.com. I look forward to our next time together. In the meantime, soar high. I believe you can. Susan signing off. Thanks again for joining me.